Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is the Breakfast for Society podcast here. This is Lamar. Hey, what's up? This is Aja. And today's podcast is going to be about all supernatural creatures. We wanted to save this topic to around this time frame. Halloween is coming up. So let's just dive deep into it. So first things first, um, I'm just going to share a few definitions just to get you guys familiar with the topic. So folklore. Folklore is an expressive body of a culture shared by a particular group of people. Basically saying folklore is traditional as far as, you know, what, I guess, time period comes to and exactly what part of the world it is. So um, a few different characters you know, that can considered to be folklore are hags, Robin Hood, the devil, Paul Bunyan, and just different things like that, which I actually did not know. You know, if you, I didn't know the devil was considered to be folklore. But um, just moving forward, what is, um, you know, your take on folklore? Or I know, have you watched any shows that, you know, dive into it or have you researched anything about that oh, of course i always do research on stuff like that it always found it interesting um as far as a show the biggest show that i watched was supernatural um the one i'm talking about if you don't know it's about um two characters sam and dean winchester um they're basically like hunters of the supernatural in general so you know how you know you might just be hunting like one set now they basically hunt everything so and the show goes through the different folklores and legends behind certain creatures um they gave a lot of um screen time uh in the beginning seasons to vampires and werewolves mainly of course being the most too popular you know folklore legends or you know behind like supernatural um, beings or creatures um wendigos demons of course and all that, but like I said, as far as the folklore and the legend behind it, there's always a backstory to it. So yeah, but um, that's where I got my first big introduction. That show was on for like what, 10, 15 years. What's so, your favorite yeah. episode? Favorite episode? Uh, okay. Or like, did you learn something on there that you didn't know? Honestly, the knowledge that I got from that show was about other creatures and like they took a lot of like events in history and kind of try to spin it to show how supernatural things may have taken a effect but um was stuff, it like throughout different time periods c- kinda because some when it got to later seasons they had to go back because i sort of watched the show but i didn't yeah. really fully watch it yeah i, I literally uh, I, I binged the first 10 that probably will be a show that i like you De- definitely a show I like yeah but i don't tell you the biggest thing about it that i learned again will probably be knowledge about the characters and the legends and then even if it's altered or strewed like a different way i say it did teach you at least to like do your own research too without really saying that but yeah okay well you know the main shows that i watch mm-hmm. <laughs> will be vampire diaries um which is the original and then the originals and then from there um they do have another show not really my favorite but i mean all the shows have to do with pretty much vampires so with vampire diaries it's basically um kind of the mixture of like a love story 
But the whole quote-unquote diaries part is basically the character Stefan telling his story of, you know, what happened back from when um, it was in his ages, when he was a teenager and a kid, up until basically um, 21st century. So it's basically Damon, Stefan, and Elena that are the main characters or whatever. And um, they basically end up getting turned by the character named Catherine. So she basically, it's, it's a long backstory. You gotta actually watch the show to be able to like dig, dig deep into it. But basically she, Catherine was on the run from one of the original vampires, Claus and Elijah. And she ended up settling in this town of Mystic Falls, Virginia, and um, ended up basically turning Stefan and Damon into vampires. So from there, the story kind of flows and it kind of turns into a love story. There's a lot of other folklore characters and stuff in there, witches, werewolves, other stuff like that, but it's a really good show. And then the originals um, is basically the story of the original vampires, um, the original witch turned them into the world's first vampires. So I think it's a really good show. You kind of watched it on and off with me, so you didn't really get to see every single no, thing. But I got a question to you about that, um, since we talking about the folklore and supernatural. So what you just said, like both of the originals. So would you consider, like, would you, would you consider, like, even though, okay, we we know forms of witchcraft and dark magic, blood magic is actually legit. Mm-hmm. We know that is possible. You know. Like I said, even people don't realize that the form of medicine that's used is still a form of study you know, or, or a certain form of art. You know what I'm saying? Like if something's naturally done in a weird place, that's going to be something look like it was a potion or a spell or something. But if you do it in a different setting, it doesn't look that way. But my point being, for for the originals, do you believe the way that the, they portrayed the first like, vampires from the boat could be how they actually are in existence? in the world today? I mean, it's possible. The way that they portrayed it on the show was basically like, um, they were in the age of, I can't and the, it just slipped my mind because, of course, I'm not watching the show currently, but I'm trying to think what the age of, like the time, that time The time period, period they were it, in. The way I, when I looked at the original, it looked like probably like the, maybe early 90s maybe or something like that mid mid 90s 90s i don't know because they had like the type of clothes that we're wearing and stuff you told the originals right yes not no not 1990s mid mid 90s like you know that's still no lamar this would be like this would be like years like centuries ago so like not no 90s no we were born in the 90s i said mid 90s i'm saying like the the way they were dressed it looked like, like the jazzy type clothes. No, like, it was way before then. <laughs> man, some scenes I seen, they had like leather jackets. You didn't watch the whole show, though. <laughs> no, That's the thing. Because that was like the 90s. I said mid 90s, not like the 1990s. I'm talking about like 1950s. Are you talking about 1900s? Yes. That's different than the 90s, but no, it was 1900s, way before yeah. the 1900s. Yeah. So, like, what? What time frame would you say? It was probably like. I would say early ages, like maybe like the 1400s, 1500s. Jeez. Okay. 
Well, it look, that's what I was trying to say. Like, I know it's earlier time, but okay. So, but basically, think? the story of it is, um, they, their mother was the original witch. So, um, it was basically like the time frame that they were in. There were a lot of um, different animals and tribes and stuff that were after them. So she basically put a spell together, cast black magic to basically protect them from, you know, their surroundings, which made them into vampires. But on the show, it gets into how basically she didn't really cast the spell for them to eat human flesh. It was supposed to be them just, you know, surviving off of animal flesh and stuff like that. But you know, Claus, the main character, she suppressed his werewolf side. So that was something else you gotta like watch the show for. But um, she basically made them into vampires to protect themselves from their surroundings and everything else. And then from there, on the show, quote unquote, they made their sire lines based off of who they turned if that makes sense to you. So it could kind of be, but I don't think that it actually happened in history like that. I think that it may have been, you know, something a little bit different because with witches and stuff, that's a totally different type of folklore too. Because you have you have new age witches now that do stuff. I'm pretty sure it's not, you know, similar to the stuff that they were casting back in that time period, but we do have people that practice you know, witchcraft and stuff now, too. Yeah, and, and I'm going to say it like this. So, I mean, when I'm saying, like, that's how it started, I'm just kind of saying, you know, like I was saying before we started the episode, uh, kind of, about the um, cannibalistic side of that, like how they portrayed vampires in that light, too, you know, and, and that's became a part of history. And I feel like that could probably be something that, strength, like, created the folklore. But I said stuff get like we like you know stuff gets debunked a lot too, and that's why I say it's hard to kind of pinpoint how something like that would have came about. Well, I'm glad that you asked that because I'm gonna give you guys a little history lesson today since this is kind of like a history type podcast. Um, so this um quoting from the website it's called smore.com. So um I'm quoting it. This is not my words. This is something an article from smore.com. So, this is the history of the first vampire. So, it said the first vampire started out as not a vampire at all. His name was Ambrogio. He was an Italian-born adventurer who fate fate brought to Delphini in Greece. So, basically, um, the story kind of goes, it began with the sun god Apollo, who, um, in a fit of rage, cursed him so that his skin would burn and he would never be able to touch sunlight again. So that's one of the things that, you know, vampires can do. Um, Then his bad luck followed when he ended up gambling his soul away to Hades, the god of the underworld. So that's the second thing. And then the next curse came um, from Apollo's sister Artemis, the goddess of moon and hunting, who made it that his skin would burn if he ever touched silver. So you know where it says vampires can't touch silver. And then blessings came soon after when Artemis started taking pity on the young man and gave him the gift of immortality. So after they cursed him with those three things, I guess they started feeling sorry for him and just gave him the gift of being able to never die. Mm. And then he would carry on the curses 
his skin burning in sunlight or silver, but he would live forever in his current form. So um, Artemis also gave him the speed and strength to become a hunter whose skills were only second to her own. So he was supposed to be, I guess, the next strongest and fastest next to Artemis, Mm. which is something I didn't know either. So um, blood sucking was also included in the blessing and the original story um ambrogio hunts swans and uses their blood as ink um to write love poems to his lady celine and you know they say while this may be kind of strange or creepy in our standards it actually wasn't really that unusual in um ancient greece to do you know stuff like that so um ambrogio later moved back to italy now full-fledged vampire so he basically they're saying created the clan of the first vampires um s'more said they don't really have a lot of you know information on that but apparently he was the first and he moved back to italy to start the first quote-unquote clan of real vampires so have you ever heard any of that before no i haven't not at all so pretty much Based off of that interpretation of the, of it, it's so it like was basically like yeah. God level abilities he received, mm-hmm. but first he was cursed. So it was those, it started off as a curse because vampirism is a curse. In general. Yeah, yeah. So pretty much, like you said, they cursed him when that baby being this sunlight, set touch silver, or what's the third thing again? Um, sunlight, touch silver, or um. The third thing was, let me see. His skin would burn in the sunlight. Mm-hmm. He gave, um, he gambled his soul away to Hades. Oh. And then, what um. You, what you said? Who? Oh, Hades. Hades. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Hades. I, I don't know yeah. why I'm saying Hades. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was it's Hades. Yeah, Hades. It's right just here. the spelling is different for different um, terms. Yeah. But, um, the touch and silver and then the curse of being in his, um, so, his form forever. Okay, so immortality was a blessing, but the curses were, he didn't have, he lost his soul. And you know why I was saying Cades? Because on Vampire Diary, they changed the name person's name to Cade. That's why oh. I was saying that. I'm sorry, y'all, but it's Hades, not Hades. Yeah, but um, <laughs> pretty much with that, that's what I was like. Okay, so they're basically high level like abilities are blessed. The the ones about not being in the sunlight, of course, touching silver, and not having your soul anymore. Basically, gamble the soul away. Okay, and but and then that's why I say people always say like, oh, vampires are like demons or some in some form. Of course, I guess if you don't got your soul, you know, and it goes to Hades. So it's yeah. Okay, that's that's interesting. And I never it, knew that was yeah. the backstory of that. Dude. That's crazy. And then it goes on to say the most popular vampire is Dracula. So that's why a lot of people can get confused and think that he was the world's first vampire but he was just more so the most popular vampire yeah, honestly, since he's more like modern day than that story not really i'm saying though, like because that... it was 1431 to 1476 when dracula was around all right but the other guy has to be ordered if he was getting blessed by greek gods it really doesn't say any oh, time frames crazy. for him but 
it was back in Greek Greek mythology and yeah. it is in the Bible. So I'm gonna say, yeah, that was probably A D and B C time frame. Because they they do mention yeah. him in the Bible, but That's crazy. um personally vampires are my favorite form of folklore mm. just because I'm just really into that. Even you get into the movies like Blade and the Abraham yeah. Lincoln movie we just watched and <laughs> all types of stuff. That's why in my opinion I do feel as though um, you know, folklore is true to a certain degree because I feel as though, you know, somebody passing these stories down throughout history, somewhere in there, the stories may have gotten twisted a little bit. Mm-hmm. However, I just feel as though it had to come from somewhere. Pretty much. I've always been thinking that. And like I said, with the vampires, to me, are the most believable. Like I can see something that being, you know, <laughs> like I can see you can see that, like hiding in plain sight type type stuff. So yeah, because <laughs> um, you know, being out at night, like on um, Vampire Diaries and Originals, they have the daylight rings or whatever. Mm. So on the show, they're able to walk around in the sun and stuff. But a traditional vampire wouldn't even be able to come out till night, which makes it kind of like more creepy, I guess, because it's like. You gotta watch where you're going and stuff at night, which is kind of how um, Catherine on the show ended up getting turned because she basically her backstory is like something ended up happening to her family. I think Klaus actually ended up killing her family because she was running away from him, but um, she ended up turning herself to be able to be as strong as them to be able to get away. So it's like your traditional human going up against someone like that. Of course, the vampire is gonna end up winning. But um, back to what I was saying, I just feel as though it could be true. Um, me and my sister have had conversations. She listens to another podcast where they talk about stuff like that on a daily basis. Like every day people call in and talk about stuff like that. And she said there was actually a lady that called in um, telling them that she was like a modern day vampire. Basically, she was a nurse. She worked the night shift. And she would, like, draw extra blood from patients to be able to, you know, survive. Like, be able to drink her blood or whatever. And there are some vampires that don't, you know, feed off of blood. They feed off of your energy and your soul. Mm. So there's actually different types of, you know, forms of vampires, I guess you would say. It's really weird. They actually have forms and everything online that groups of people called, quote-unquote, vampires come together. Like, there's communities of them and stuff online. I'm not sure if you knew that or not, but... <laughs> no, I didn't know that either. But, okay, so, I mean, as far as me for folklore, I look at, like, I, I mean, I'm not really... I was never one of the people that like, look at those local, like, not local legends, like, you know, well-known popular legends, like, oh, you got Sasquatch, Loch Ness Monster, and stuff like that. So, for me, with folklore, I always was looking at things like... Uh, the spirit type things so like you know of course I already talk about ghosts uh, ghouls like I said something I seen just before was uh, the talking about ghosts ghouls and windigos like different spiritual creatures like that like so I feel like the main thing I looked at in folklore was a lot of spiritual stuff happening you know they talk about people quote unquote shape shifters and people are like not just vampires like werewolves too 
So, and that's mm-hmm. something else as well. Like, people... Like, it, 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 I don't really... I feel like a lot of it gets excluded because they don't really see the way it could be a reality to you. But I'm like, somebody probably legitimately could be dealing with that, like, day to day. Yeah, and you would never know. And we're talking about vampires a lot, but like you said, there are way more forms of, you know, folklore creatures. Like, werewolves, like you said, even the devil... And that brings me back to the story of, remember we were talking about that all the time? Um, not, I said not all the time. Um, a long time ago, it was like um, the person that sold himself to the devil for music. Yeah, um, was it Robert Johnson, I think? I think so. Yeah, so, and that's funny. So, he basically sold his soul at a crossroad. And what's funny about that, really quickly, there was a whole episode from the Supernatural show that they kind of did a, you know, they changed the name of the guy, of course, in the show, but he literally was saying how he sold his soul at the crossroad to, you know, get be able to play the guitar. And then in this guy, the guy in real life, you know, that has an actual song and the guitar, you, it sounds like some really old music, man. This is like, what well, this is around the 50s, uh, the 1950s, uh, i say. Maybe a little bit before, I don't know. But um, the guy was like Robert Johnson, and he called his CD, you know, the first song is called Crossroads, and he literally was telling the story of how he did that. A lot of people don't believe it. But I'm like, he was literally saying before that he sold his soul. He couldn't play it the guitar. It was in the 1930s. Yeah. Okay. So farther back. Yeah. Further. Well, he was. Up. Yeah. He died in 1938. So mm-hmm. it was in the 1930s when he did that. So when did he start his music career? Let's look at that right quick. Between 1936 and 1937, it said was when he started. Um, getting more into songwriting and different stuff like mm-hmm. that. And then he died in '38. Like I said, hey, you know what I mean? Some they probably came and collected. So. Which kind of is like how they portray it on Sabrina. Because mm. remember, okay, spoiler alert. I'm sorry if you haven't watched any of these shows or anything. You might want to skip past these parts, but you know, on the parts where she has to start collecting people. Oh yeah, when she actually had to step into the role, yeah. Something like that. Oh yeah. Like the person that sold themselves to be the best chess player. Yeah, she went ahead she had to go collect the old man. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I remember that. No, so uh, see I'm gonna tell you, they do it the same way on Supernatural. So what they you legitimately do is you pitch something valuable of yours or like some kind of it's something you had to include in a little box you buried at the crossroad and some a crossroad demon would appear. You tell them what you want, and then they'll tell you how long you got. And then, you, you know what I'm saying, they're going to come and collect after a certain amount of time. But when they come and collect on Supernatural, it was not someone personally coming back. They sent hellhounds for people. So that's something That's something different. That's a different type of folklore, too. But I've seen, you heard it on, Sabrina was on there as well, not just on Supernatural. So, but I said, yeah, it's a lot of folklore out there. Like, honestly. I yeah, do. Robin Hood is considered to be folklore, too. For real, though? Mm-hmm. Wow. See, and that's, that's a big one. Because his story is basically what? Get to the rich. Uh, steal from the rich and get to the poor. Mm-hmm. See, and then you. also, I'm um, just looking through King Arthur is considered to be folklore character. Yeah, he, I feel like it's a lot of interpretations of him. Like, he's had a lot of recent movies that they've done, like live action. But it's, his backstory, like I said, as much as I know from, like, reading, like, you know, old books about it and stuff, pretty much he's been 
yeah, held at the same level throughout, like, I guess his whole folklore history. And have you heard of the Green Man? No. <laughs> so, um, that's, they say it's one of the most popular figures in English folklore. The Green Man, um, is a symbol of individual figure and his face features across the UK sometimes emerge from a set of vines of vines or leaves. Sometimes his features are made of things from nature. Generally green man is considered to be a sign of fertility, rebirth, featuring in sculptures and stonework regularly his creations to this day. So I've actually never heard of that before. But if you guys literally just Google folklore there's so much stuff that you can research on this topic. Mm, so now down to a question. So do you believe in like folklore and supernatural beings like we're talking about today? I definitely do. I feel as though, you know, they try to make it a scene. They try to put stuff like that under a certain category to try to get you to think that it's just like, oh, it's just these tall tales and this and that but my thing when it comes to folklore or anything that's told throughout history there has to be a reason that someone came up with the story so with vampires with werewolves with the whole green man thing like more than likely in history something like that may have happened and it could have been you know people that told the story differently that made it sound more unrealistic but to be honest i'm honestly not surprised at the whole vampire thing because there are people that are cannibals yeah that's very unexplainable you can be a cannibal but you saying a vampire can't exist i know they the way they portrayed those people all and like with werewolves and stuff i wouldn't be surprised either because there are you know still actual wolves and stuff around so how do we not know that some of these animals that are walking around in the wild are, are not, you know, turning and stuff. Because yeah. that's another thing that um, they do on the originals, too. Um, throughout the time, they, like, kind of put curses on certain people throughout the show that they can't turn back into humans and stuff. But um, most of them have the ability to turn at will. Like, Claus, he's kind of like a hybrid, so he can turn into a werewolf whenever he pleases. So you never know. I mean, we could be walking around beings and stuff like this, and we just don't know about it. Yeah. Like, um, I'm not going to say exactly where I live, but I told you the story before about how me and my sister, we've always been into stuff like that, and we're very into nature and different things like that, too. So we really think the people that lived across from us, something mythical or something was going on over there because it was really weird. It was like the way that they lived wasn't like regular people. Like it was very weird. And then just the vibes that we got when we went over there was like something was not right. And they only came out at night, which was another weird thing. Mm -hmm. Like you never, you know, most neighbors like know each other, like they'll introduce each other or whatever. They live right across the street from us. And we only ever saw them come out at night, which is another weird thing to me. Like, why are you only coming out? Like, do you, it could be just the fact that they could work night shift or something. But I'm like, you usually would see people out in the yard and stuff during the day. Like, it was just a little weird to me. And I told you about that whole creature thing that I saw walking down the um the road that day too. 
So I don't want you guys to think that I'm weird or nothing, but I'm telling you, I have had experiences with shit like this. And on top of that, this, the town that I'm from, there's been sightings of a headless horseman there too. <laughs> I never told you about that, have I? I think you did, actually. But um, basically where I'm from is like a very big Native American area so we have like different things that have happened and stuff on the land and um it's this particular bridge in the area that i live in that a lot of people will cross at night and multiple people including one of my uncle's friends have said that they've seen the headless horseman cross the bridge mm. so like i said there's different forms of folklore and yeah that's more of a spiritual thing i think what you speaking of yeah so for me too, I'll say the same thing. I believe in it, but it's like I'm the person that like, you know it's like I'm open to it being a possibility of that happening. Excuse, <coughs> excuse me. Um but yeah, like I said, I'm pretty open to having that conversation about that, you know, about that happening. Um Have you ever honestly, had any experiences like I experienced or my family ever? I mean, like I said, my only you know, most spiritual experience um, I'll probably date it back to an in-home experience with it. I haven't had nothing where, like, I've seen, like, somebody that looked like one of those supernatural beings we're speaking of today. Um, but I had some, I don't, I didn't know, I always, I didn't know what it was. One day I was making, like, a bowl of cereal as a kid. <laughs> and, I, you know, I'm in the kitchen making some cereal. And I turn around, I see something floating, like, legitimately, like, full floating. Like, it was just so white little, you know, thing like floating and then when I get caught a, a full glimpse and look at it, it like flew away. So you know, me being a little curious, I just walked from the place I was in the kitchen towards the other room and it was gone. So and then from there I was kinda like, oh yeah, I'm like super freaked out and I'm like I didn't feel like it was a bad presence when I seen it. I just got scared. So but yeah, that's probably like my most like memorable, like close experience with like something like supernatural. Cause they said, you know, when there's something bad, you can feel it, and you, yeah. But yeah. you gotta be at some level woke, you know. Or as, uh, when I say woke, I don't mean stupid. I'm just saying like being able to understand that there's things out there that you may not necessarily understand. And they try to suppress <laughs> our minds to make us think that this stuff is not real, and it is. Yeah. Because I've had other experiences too just very quickly before we wrap up where um i've seen things my family members have seen things i've had friends and stuff seen things i don't know if it's the area that i particularly grew up in because it's it's kind of like an area that like i said native americans and other people were in um but um i also had a situation where not just me but multiple family members literally saw this is kind of not really folklore, but it's kind of like a supernatural. Um, I think this was like when I was younger. I can't remember exact what age, but there was literally something that was in my grandparents' yard. All of us saw it, and then it was like a flash of light, and it was gone. So I believe stuff is out there. You know, if anybody has any stories of things that they've seen or, you know, stuff that we may not have mentioned, definitely, you know, hit us up on Twitter 
at BOFS Podcast as well as our Instagram as well. And we are working on, you know, being more present on platforms and stuff like that. It's just honestly been a lot going on for the, this past year. So we are trying to, you know, get it to a point that we can, you know, talk to you guys more. Um, if you have any ideas of podcasts that you want us to do, definitely, you know, let us know on social media as well. And to be honest, this was a pretty short episode. So I think we could even do a part two of this. Maybe next season, you know, just dive deep into it a little bit more. But did you have anything to say? Yeah, pretty much. So since this is supposed to be our Halloween special, just going to say happy Halloween to everybody. If you're going out trick-or-treating this week, be safe. You know, if you're going to parties, be safe, you know. Um, if you're not, you know, you're just going to enjoy it, you know, spend time with family, friends, all that as well. But, yeah, so pretty much, um, you know, we're going to try to start getting more content out. Uh, we're heading towards the end of season two, um, you know, hoping to gain more listeners and be more active on the platforms as well. Um, again, we may try to do a live podcast coming up soon, um, you know, where we can try to interact with someone. You know, we know we have some listeners out there. Again, we do thank y'all for that, too. Um, again, um, that's pretty much it. Again, happy Halloween, everybody. Yes, uh, and send us some cool pictures of if you have any, like, yeah. cute kids that are dressing up and stuff, or even if you're dressing up, we love to see stuff like that. I'm being a, um, a like, psychotic nurse, kind of like, um, I guess you would say something you <laughs> would see off American Horror Story type vibe. Pretty much. And then, and then um, Yeah, I'm going to be, like, a modern age, like, vampire, so... Kind of cool vibe about like vampire, but it's gonna try something a little different this year. But again, like she said, you know, if you guys have the handle on our Twitter um, or our Instagram, you know, to post your photos, tag us, you know, if you have any ideas, you know, just tag us on Twitter or even under one of the posts on the Instagram as well. Um, you know, definitely be love to reach out to you guys. Um, thank you all again. Um, Once again, this is Aja. And this is Lamar. We catch y'all in the next one.